Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Skorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Ninth House by Leigh Bardugo. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. The author of Ninth House, Leigh Bardugo, is a number one New York Times bestselling author of fantasy novels and the creator of The Grishaverse, now a Netflix original series, which spans the Shadow and Bone trilogy, Six of Crows duology, The Language of Thorns, and King of Scars, with more to come. Her short stories can be found in multiple anthologies, including the best American science fiction and fantasy. Woo! Woo! Oh. <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to open my notes. I was trying to open my notes. I thought you had more to say. No, nope, um, that's before it. Before <laughs> we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding this book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, Galaxy Alex Stern is the most unlikely member of Yale's freshman class. Raised in the Los Angeles hinterlands by a hippie mom, Alex dropped out of school early into a world of shady drug dealer boyfriends, dead-end jobs, and much, much worse. By age 20, in fact, she is the sole survivor of a horrific unsolved multiple homicide. Some might say she's thrown her life away, but at her hospital bed, Alex is offered a second chance to attend one of the world's most elite universities on a full ride. What's the catch and why her? Still searching for answers to this herself, Alex arrives in New Haven, tasked by her mysterious benefactors with monitoring the activities of Yale's secret societies. These eight windowless tombs are well known to be haunts of the future rich and powerful, from high-ranking politicos to Wall Street and Hollywood's biggest players. But their occult activities are revealed to be more sinister and... (laughs) Okay, can you tell we haven't done this in a week? Mm -hmm. Uh, But their occult activities are revealed to be more sinister and more extraordinary than any paranoid imagination might conceive. Without further ado, let's get into it. Can I just say, uh, I love dark academia, but boy do I hate having to read the blurb on the backs of them. (laughs) Yeah, the big words, lots of... (laughs) big words it's it's you know that word um that like high school teachers use to describe students who start using big words in their papers that don't really make any sense like sophomoric yeah it's they're all very sophomoric (laughs) i'll never forget we did i think it was in ap lang probably uh miss washington put up two examples and one just had was like blasted with all the big words and it's like and she was like which one do you think got a nine on like the ap scale yeah and um so a few people i was like the one that actually like you could understand when you were reading (laughs) you know and like a lot like it was like split 50 50 across the class of like people who were like oh the one with the big words (laughs) that one definitely did better and then the other half was like no like no the one that actually like flowed and made sense right and it was the one that flowed and made sense and that wasn't trying too hard with big ass words for no reason right so that's that's our beef with the backs of books that are dark <laughs> yeah the inside of this book is not it's totally fine like no yeah yeah but not like like um was that other one we read the atlas six Oh, yeah, that was... That was, like, very sophomore. I was like, uh-huh. all right, chill. <laughs> yeah. Like, we get it. You have a thesaurus. Oh. 
<laughs> you have access to the internet. <laughs> um, okay. Well, okay. So to start uh-huh. properly, um, I read this book in September and of, yeah, of this, of 2020. Wow. Right. Of 2021. Uh, and this was actually, it was not my first Leigh Bardugo because I technically read the first Shadow and Bone book uh, and I didn't like it. And then I read this one and I was like, okay, I trust Leigh Bardugo again. I will go back in and I read the rest of the Grisha verse. Um, but this is like not like her other works. And this oh, is, okay. it's it's very different. I mean, like obviously there's like fantasy aspect in both the Grisha verse and Ninth House. But um, I going into it did not know that it was the first in a series you thought it was a standalone? I thought it, it looks like a standalone. It it's does. It's a beautiful st- cover for a standalone. But here we are, uh, once again, having a Dark Academia work that who knows when we're going to get the next one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you know, because when I was looking all this shit up to put in the script, um, did you uh-huh. know that there's going to be an Amazon series? Amazon picked it up. I did not know that. I Okay. So I wonder how... It's really interesting to me how many, like, series are getting picked up even though the series are not finished. I think like, everybody's looking at how well Game of Thrones did despite not okay. being finished. And they were like, we'll make it up and go along with it. But then everyone, like, it tapered off when they went yeah. beyond it- what was written. Like, mm-hmm. what the author wrote, you know? So will so- these producers learn from past mistakes? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> Uh, I, I I think this would make a good show though I agree I think it would too I think if they don't because this this shit is dark like there's yeah. it's not like this is not a young adult um, or it's like teenager friendly I mean I yeah. guess it could be but there's a lot of murder there's essay there's yeah. like there are some really dark themes and so I think and I think the story wouldn't be as good if they tried to kind of water that down agree so, completely yeah if amazon does it and does it well they're gonna have to include that darker stuff yeah i think i know that in my mini research that i did into the amazon series that Le Bardugo has signed on as a co-producer or whatever that's good because i know learn that lesson you got to have the yeah. author on and, board. and she is she is for shadow and bone too the show on netflix right so i i think who knows but um, I'm excited to a watch that when it happens. Uh-huh. I would like to put a face to Darlington for sure. Yeah, that was like one of the first things I asked you. Yeah. Is, <laughs> so when I started, I was like, okay, who's the fan cast for Darlington? I had to know because I wanted to like think of somebody. Right. I don't know why. Like I felt like there was just more description for Alex. Yeah. And so I, like, had, like, an image. Like, I don't think I have a specific person in mind, but I just had, like, an image of her right. in my head. But for him, I was like, I kind of want to put a face to him. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think um, – I, I don't know who I see as Darlington. Just, like, a preppy boy, I guess. I started picturing um, Andrew Garfield from – Interesting. I think just because he's – I'm not opposed. He's- He's all over my TikTok for you page. Just too, he's got too much of a nice person face, I think. For you know what I mean, like Darling, he's supposed to be nice. I know, he's a gentleman. But all, I know, but I, I feel like Dan, uh, Andrew Garfield is more like 
goofy nice. Okay, yeah. Not like preppy nice. That's fair. I don't know. Honest to God, I don't know who I would pick Mm -hmm. as Darlington. I think they should pick like a random unknown uh, actor. I think that would be best. With all of these book adaptation ones, like they have such an opportunity to discover new talent and put like maybe Mm -hmm. one name. Mm -hmm. Like, so like Ben Barnes with Shadow and I was going to use the same example. Exactly. It's the same thing. And Mm -hmm. like, but everyone else is like new. And that's so exciting. Super exciting. Completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Um, so the premise, right? Yes. Uh, Leigh Bardugo went to Yale. So oh, okay. I like, I like when someone writes about a place and they actually know that place, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I know she obviously, maybe she made it up or maybe she didn't. Who knows, right? Um, obviously, she made up a lot of aspects of, of what goes on in, like, Lethe and, and the Yale underbelly. I called it, I was calling it Leth for some reason. Oh, <laughs> or interesting. Lathe. Uh, this time around, I listened to the audiobook and they pronounced oh. it Lethe. So I was like, okay, I guess. Because I thought it was okay, Lethe. Yeah. But Lethe, whatever. <laughs> Lathe. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I like the concept of an author actually like being able to describe a place well because they're from there, went there, you know, kind of vibe. Yeah. Right, um, what you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's so, you know, it's this, we both feel the same way about this in new york and you can tell they've never stepped foot in new york yeah it's like i took the the subway from the upper east side to the upper west side and it's like like, "Um, okay what (laughs) really (laughs) tell me more about that subway line that doesn't exist yeah (laughs) exactly so i i did like that um aspect i also thought the writing was really good i like i liked it in this one which is completely different than her writing in shadow and bone which i think got me but i guess this is more like new adult yeah because Alex is, like, 20. Yeah. Yeah. I think I also, like, I really like, because it could potentially, it has, like, some of the flavorings of, like, young adult a little bit, but then they're, like, they're older. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that because I could actually kind of relate to right. someone who is older in college and going to classes and, like. <laughs> barely. Barely. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um yeah but so yeah I really liked um the age that was like focused on for this and then like Darlington his age and even Dawes um yeah Pammy 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 even though we don't know like exactly how old she is but it's like she's like a grad student so she's probably like 23 24 but like grad student who had been working on their dissertation for six years (laughs) good point I don't know so (laughs) (laughs) love Pammy though yeah I love I love side characters like Pammy yeah she's so cute um yeah there's so at the core I looked took three pages of notes this time around when I read it and I feel like I have nothing to say um (laughs) So they're secret magical societies, essentially, that have – each of them have, like, certain focuses. So, um, like, one house, they're good – like, illusions and doing all that. And then another house is, like, they do these weird rituals to make predictions in, like, the financial world and all of that stuff. And then another one is, like, the binding or, like, um, contracts and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's – I really liked that – because there's so much in this book about greed and like yeah. corporate greed and um, like taking advantage of these like talents and things. Right. Like I thought that was it was just such a like 
harsh light on capitalism and like you bring anything to light even like it could do something that's really good for a lot of people but instead it's manipulated by the very rich and wealthy few who use it for their own benefit mm-hmm. only and um which is like it's just so true and so I liked that but like there also wasn't a lot of broad scale like this is a reflection of society commentary but like the readers got that like they Mm -hmm. didn't have to make a big deal of that it was just like that's how it is right I liked and and you touched on this a little how there was a real world connection to all of these fantasy things you know what I mean like the the stock exchange and like Mm -hmm. at the end I, I don't know if you read like past the last page but there's kind of like a listing of all the houses and their focuses uh-huh. Foci, fo- whatever, and <laughs> foci, okay. fo- fo- whatever <laughs> word. Listen, COVID has struck our household and <laughs> our brains are muddled. Okay, um, and in each of the houses, there's like a listing of uh, notable alumni who were yeah. who fell under those houses, and like one of the Bush presidents are in there, and like things like this, right? Like she pulled in like real world. I think in a way, if you're gonna do like fantasy on Earth in New Haven, Connecticut, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, I think it makes sense to pull in things from that we know, right? You know, so like drawing a connection to the Atlas Six, they kind of did that too with mm-hmm. like a lot of like the you you leave the. Mm, what was it called? Society. The, oh, the Alexandrian Society. Yeah. You leave the site and a lot of them will go become like leaders of the UN or like mm-hmm. big like runners of huge companies or CEOs and all of that shit. So it's like using this very elite, um, you know, access to information and, uh, you know, like it will in this case like magic and bringing it into like the corporate world or the political world or the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. or something like that so I think I do really like that and like I think that was similar to the Atlas Six a bit yeah uh there's also you know the secret society thing and yeah jazz which but that's dark academia in a nutshell so I'm not I'm not gonna (laughs) that's true too hard on that the thing is I think now if you read Great Shivers and you do Six of Crows you'll see what I mean by the fact that like if you put Ninth House and Six of Crows together it equals the Atlas Six. <laughs> okay, um, but aside from that, right back yeah. to back to this book. This book, yeah. So the premise is all over the place in a way, but it's all tied together when you get to the end, right? Kind yes. of, <laughs> and it ties up so fast. But it okay, ties yeah, up so fast. But the thing is, is this was my second time reading it, and I realized it can tie up so fast because it gave you hints the whole time. Yeah. Because I now, right, I'm reading it again with knowing the ending. I realized that from literally the first time she's like talking about Yale to the end, she has mentioned different girls who died or went missing Mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing. But like offhandedly, like, oh, there was, yeah, somebody mentioned that this girl had gone missing around the time of the first, uh, Oh, society tomb, whatever. Yeah. Thing. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's weird. Right. And you skip, <laughs> skip over yeah. that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and by the end, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Um, But yeah. so you have this mystery of like, where is Darlington? Who is Darlington? Right. And um, I think it's very interesting how the internet loves to simp over someone who barely has any screen time. And that is Darlington in this case. He has yeah. some. You see his likable 
traits and characteristics. But you're also like, where the fuck is he the whole time? Yeah. Um, and, well, so I really liked the style because it was technically dual pov. Yeah. But it's, so it was current time, which was Alex's POV. Oh, mm-hmm. And then you, but then it was back to last fall before Darlington disappeared. And it was from his POV, which I really liked that structure yeah. because you got like, so you got to know Darlington, but you also got the story of like the leading up to kind of where he disappeared off to. You got to know him a little bit as a character and you also got to know Alex's introduction to Yale and um, Leith, Lethe, whatever, <laughs> Leith, like her role as um, Dante. Dante. Yeah. Right. I loved the concept of like there's whatever position you're in the next year you move up to that position and you pull in a new person to be below you and like it yeah. continues on and you scout out all the students and da 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 like I like unless you're Darlington and someone chooses the person for you yeah well hey Alex Stern <laughs> is a pretty special special yeah. person I also just love Alex I think like yeah, the important thing for me to like a book is if I like the main character now I know there's a lot of books where the main character is purposefully unlikable I understand. Uh-huh. However, that's just not what I like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I like yeah. I like characters like Alex where I'm like, I can feel uh, her scars. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I can feel what she stands for. And she doesn't do things out of character. Mm-mm. You know? And she's yeah. cool. Like, she's so cool. She's so cool. <laughs> like, that girl has been through some <laughs> shit. But she's still, like she's so likable like Mm -hmm. there it I think I really admire her because it's like I don't know I've been seeing some commentary lately on TikTok about like the whole unhinged woman um like just giving up on society Mm -hmm. essentially and just like nope like I'm entering my flea bag era like (laughs) I don't give a shit about anyone or anything or myself Mm -hmm. and it's like Alex was like she had all of the makings to be that type of person and then was like, no, I'm going to do something for myself. Yeah. I'm going to actually try to better my life mm-hmm. instead of just like saying fuck all to everything, you know? Right. So. And I love that, like, I love that she's a Jewish Latina. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Um, but I also, you know, Labor Dugo almost. Uh, like is almost caught slipping right when you're at the beginning of the book and you're like did she really make the latina character like a deadbeat drug user alcoholic and da 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 and then you hear her backstory and you're like well, and that, yeah anybody that makes sense would yeah. move to alcoholism and drug abuse uh if she was in if anybody was in her position right yeah it, it made yeah. sense um but not only that is she gets the opportunity to have a second chance and I think that that's like an important thing that we don't see in a lot of stories you know where a character seems to be on a specific path and I think now did Alex kind of murder people yeah but I'm gonna give her a pass I'm gonna give her a pass they deserved it you know and also one could argue right scientifically perhaps it was not all her doing I support women's rights, but most importantly, I support women's wrongs. Agree. You know what? Agree. So, <laughs> completely. It was, agree. yeah. <laughs> girl power. That was a girl power moment. It was moment. such a girl boss moment. Yeah. Like, I just love Alex. I love what she stands for. I love how she, like, talks about, uh, 
ev- everybody else. And I love her like little judgments on like the white rich men of Yale. Yes. Yes. Like on Trip or whatever his name is and stuff uh-huh. like that. Like or she, Blake too. And before, then she yeah. tries to describe one of them to somebody and they're like, that could be literally any man on this campus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you tell them (laughs) there was also there was a funny line um this isn't one of my favorite lines Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna say now it was like she was talking to dawes Mm -hmm. um and dawes was oh it was when um the uh what's his name the turner yeah he came and dawes was like Mm -hmm. um oh my god what and then turner was like is she racist (laughs) And then Dawes is like, no, I'm not racist. And then Alex goes, we're all racist, Dawes. How did you even make it through undergrad? She's and so funny. I, I just love that. She's so snarky, but yes. like, and she's so smart. But you could, I also like, though, that they were consistent with like, she dropped out of school so early. She's not going to be able to waltz into Yale and mm-hmm. like do like just it's super easy, like just breeze through. Right school so it's like yeah she's struggling a little bit but she cares and she's still trying and like she is smart like it's still so evident that she's smart yeah yeah and i i liked the subtle and not so subtle magic systems like the little butterflies or moths or whatever that take her tattoos like ink moths or whatever that's cool and i like how by the end she wants to be herself again so she like licks her arms and whatever Mm -hmm. and i was like this is so poetic (laughs) i love this for alex i also okay so through obviously from the beginning we knew Darlington's missing and we don't know how we don't really know why and then it slowly gets but like through it all it was very evident that she wanted Alex wanted Darlington back yes and that's why it was kind of plot twisty Mm -hmm. that um she potentially right could have done something to save him but she didn't and like even she didn't really know was like, did I choose mm-hmm. to let him go because he found out the truth? He guessed the truth of I did, in fact, mm-hmm. kill, like, five people or four people, however many. Um, and so she – he kind of said he was going to have to tell the dean. Yeah. And then they come across this big black gaping hole and he tries to, like – cover it up or whatever deal with it and then he gets sucked in but she kind of just stood there right instead of saying any like death quote protection or yeah. yeah yeah or doing anything to kind of prevent him from being yeah. sucked into this hole um yeah and i think that's like it, it makes her character more that she's like she realizes now that more than anything she needs darlington back yeah She'll face the consequences, but she she understands that this is fucked up. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I love this, like, multi-layered mystery throughout mm-hmm. the book, right? Like, where There's is Darlington? There's so many mysteries. Why is Tara killed? Like, right. what, what's her issue? And then... What happened? You know, yeah. there's... But also, and like, this is probably... I'm going to make this the last time I mention the Atlas Six, but it's the same plot twist, right? Toward the yeah. end that... Um, What's his name? The Sandow. The yeah, Sandow kills he's the, bad the girl. Guy. Or he, yeah, he's the bad guy, which is like, oh, well. Like Atlas, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hmm, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I like the idea of Dean Sandow being the bad guy because it just makes sense, right? I got – because, like, the whole thing, even with the societies and stuff, was that, like, ultimately they are – it's, like, people in a position of power yep. abusing mm-hmm. – 
the people under them Mm -hmm. and abusing the magic itself and everything like that like that's the whole thing so it like it just follows the trend of the book of the person who was in charge like manipulating and doing really shady shit you know yeah absolutely before we move on to discuss the rest of ninth house let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's continue our conversation. Okay, I have a question. Did you get, yeah. did you get shady vibes from Bellbomb? Uh, the first time around, no. I I think I'm so like, so. why did this character <laughs> get introduced? Yeah, there's so like, many characters in this book. I think maybe that's why it didn't. I didn't pick up on that. But I think also when the they started turning their attention to Bellbaum's little assistant Colin Salon. or whatever. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, it has to do with Colin. I but I still never thought about Bellbaum. <laughs> See, I was like, I think I right off the bat, I was like, okay, I'm looking at everyone in a position of power. And Bellbaum was a professor, took an interest in Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, that was shady, yeah, to me. And then she had a salon on the Thursday night, and so that was also like, yeah. that's not a coincidence. My brain that went so over my head. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know how, and it was so interesting though because like. She really wasn't talked about much. No. <laughs> and then, like, the very last minute, she comes waltzing in and was like, oh, yeah, I'm the one who creates these nexus, nexus, nexi or whatever for <laughs> the societies to build upon because I eat souls of these special women. And you are one of them, Alex. Yep. So give me your soul. Nom, nom, and, nom. Yep, exactly. It came out <laughs> of nowhere. And she was, it was like. I bet the amount of time we actually like read about her and she was in the story mm-hmm. was maybe like seven or eight pages. Yep. And then all of a sudden she is the one who created all of this. Yeah. Which is, I think, uh, an important thing to remember is this is the first book. Like, I bet there's right. a lot more about like one, obviously, in the next book, Alex and Pammy are going to be the badasses going to hell to find, you know, Darlington. Darlington. But. I think also we're going to have to hear about what the fuck happened because there's a lot Mm -hmm. of stories there that I think were left a little untold. And I reckon that's just the nature of a first book. But I honestly could have kept reading this book. I think like, yeah, if there was more, but I also understood like in the moment that we found out it was like a, a a what the fuck moment, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, I'm going to eat you. Nom nom. Right. (laughs) So make a decision now (laughs) what you're going to do. I think, some sometimes I have a hard time with those big like villain is revealing their whole mm-hmm. motive and everything because it's like they would just eat her yeah all they, she yeah. like she wouldn't uh-huh. sit there and I'm gonna go through my entire history and everything I've ever done and <laughs> I'm going to explain why I'm doing this and what I'm about to do right and then I'm gonna give you time to think of a plan to like yeah not get eaten totally. and and then i'm gonna stick my arm out to i think you. this one kind of had that middle ground of like she kind of said this stuff and then was like okay i'm gonna eat you now like yeah. it wasn't yeah. too much because i think if she kept talking it would have been like all right 
<laughs> yeah, like you've been alive now for like 250 years. I think you'd know, you know, because like she was also the whole thing was like. So I I think okay, let's talk. I want to talk about the Grays a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she obviously ended up getting help, sort of from one of the Grays, and in return, he was like, "I want you to figure out who killed my wife." Yeah, two hundred years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. who actually ended up being Bell Bomb. Yeah, essentially, but um, because for all of her life, Alex was terrified of the Grays because mm-hmm. they could hurt her and they did hurt her, and she didn't know how to get rid of them. She had always lived with them. People thought she was crazy because of it, and so obviously, very much like avoid at all costs. Um, and then she goes to this. She goes to Yale and she learns more about them. She learns how to banish them or like just make them skitter off, yeah. you know. And I also really loved that moment. Oh, my God. When um, Darlington got frustrated with her. Mm-hmm. It was one of their first like things where she had to protect like a ritual happening at one of the societies. Yeah. And she kind of got so lost in the moment of being able to like banish them for the first time ever. Yeah. And she accidentally broke the circle and broke No, and- she broke the she broke the the line because a gray touched her. Oh, right. Right. And she but was he like thought- you didn't say they were going to touch me. Right. Oh, right. right, right, right. He thought that it was because she was like yeah. so excited. Okay. Right. right. And um and he and he was like they're not like they can't what are you talking about yeah. they can't touch you and, and she was um, like, boy do you know i know yeah so, shut yeah. her mouth real quick and then he kind of realized and then she like opened up and like what the fuck is wrong with you all i was mm-hmm. suffering for yeah. years and you guys knew and you could have just told me hey say these words and you'll be fine literally mm-hmm. and instead you let me suffer Mm-hmm. like what is and like that just really too was like okay there's something wrong with Sandow as well like mm-hmm. because he was kind of keeping tabs on her I, th- I felt like that was a big red flag too because yeah. like the way she brought light to that was like I know you guys have been keeping tabs on me and you were just waiting to when it was convenient for you to use me right because if they had told her how to banish the the grays at a younger age, she wouldn't have probably said yes to that because she uh-uh. her life would have been fine, probably. Yeah. Right. So. Yep. No, completely. I I'm glad she had her little her little tantrum moment in a way. Right. You know what I mean? Where she was like, "Are you guys fucking kidding me?" Like, and Darlington supported that too. He was like, yeah. "Go break all of the china yeah. in this kitchen." <laughs> that was you the first time you, you realized, okay, we like Darlington. Yeah. You exactly. know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, he gets it. He gets it. It took him a second, but he gets it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll simp over you. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Totally depends on the rest yeah. of the book. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So the grays, and then she starts like she lets this gray north in Mm -hmm. and like creates the bond with him and this was the first time because the whole thing was like do not look them in the eyes and do not like the power of names Mm -hmm. was a huge thing and they created this bond um yeah so that was that was interesting i liked the the whole story of all of the grays yeah me too i think it was a really interesting concept too because the the idea that like you know they basically make this like toxic shit that they drink to be able to see the grays and then there's just alex 
Yeah. And why is she like this? And then, of course, from the beginning, when you find out she doesn't know her dad, you're like, okay, well, there's something about that that is the reason oh, yeah. why she can see the grays, right? Right. It's always the missing parent, like that you have no information right. on. <laughs> they always have something to do with the fact that you're a little bit magical, right? <laughs> right. Um, I think we're gonna learn more about her dad oh, yeah. and who he is for sure. I have a billion questions for that too. Oh yeah, I'm thoroughly interested um i love that in darlington's absence like alex and dawes become close Mm -hmm. and like i love when um alex is attacked by the gluma and Mm -hmm. sandow's being like you know kind of it's your asking for it you know yeah and pammy just comes in guns a-blazing ready to defend alex like Oh my god. Victim blaming much? Yeah. Um and Alex yeah. is just looking at Pammy like, is she defending me? <laughs> <laughs> I like this Pammy. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that also like the the trust that they had to have in each other right off the bat like when Alex needs to be drowned in the yeah, that one tomb to be able to to talk to the bridegroom. And she's like, like, can you imagine having to drown someone? No. Oh, my God. And I also I really like how that scene was written, too, mm-hmm. because it, I felt like Bardugo did such a good job of writing the panic. And like when because when you are drowning like that, mm-hmm. I think I mean, I've never personally drowned. <laughs> Me neither. But um, from what I understand, your brain's going to go immediately into no logic, just survival. Yeah, like scratch, scratch, uh, scratch. <laughs> forget, forget whatever I was trying to do. The fact that I went in here intentionally, I'm now thinking she is actually going to kill me. She's one of the bad guys. Yeah, um, this was this was all planned. And this I'm was all stupid. mistake. Exactly. I need to get out of here because my lungs are hurting me and mm-hmm. I'm going to die. And so, like, I just felt like that was really well written with like how that actually I think would have gone about based off of a. Uh, basic survival instincts right yeah i there's one thing that i just can't remember if was if it was answered or not but i know like um north couldn't find tara but right bell bomb didn't eat tara no so where is tara's soul we don't know right so i think that's gonna be that has to be something to do with the next one i think yeah and i think that might have something to do with the amount of magic that Tara had access to. Yeah. I think... Maybe she, like, knew something. Yeah. I think maybe she might be hiding in some Mm in-between type thing. Um, Perhaps. I don't know. Because it's interesting, because her her body is left behind. So Mm -hmm. her soul is trapped somewhere. Yeah. Um... By whatever yeah. logic of this Le yeah. Bardugo universe, uh, right? I, and so I think that might have something like play into when they're trying to get to Darlington. Yeah, I think so. Perhaps too. I don't know, but I am interested in that because the whole focus of this book, for the most part, is on right. And then at the end, there was like, no, we don't know. <laughs> and What's... nothing is a coincidence with Leigh Bardugo, let me just say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ever. So I had theory. I had well, I had essentially one theory. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So I, I thought that 
maybe Sando was a part of it, but the members of the other societies wanted to come together to get rid of Leafy House. That's because so smart. Oh my god. Essentially they're the they're the government. They're the mm-hmm. police monitoring and kind of trying to put a cap on all of their power. Mm-hmm. And so and all funding. of them and funding. And so all of them would be better off like for their own personal gain if Lethe House was gone. Interesting. So I thought like because once it was clear that Tara had connections to multiple houses, I was like Okay, so the houses maybe are working together. Interesting. And they're going to try and just get rid of Lethe House. And just, like, free for all. Like, no cap. I think that also makes sense, too. Because all of the characters who we found out were doing shit to Alex all came from, like, different houses. Exactly. So it was like, oh, they're working together. And they're all attacking from all angles. Right. Interesting. Sorry, I'm hiccuping. Because I think also in the sense that they have different powers mm-hmm. and like different talents, it would make sense for them to come together, get rid of the the common enemy, mm-hmm. and then go back to doing their whatever, you know? Right. I think the first moment I realized that Sandow was going to be for sure the bad guy was like when, um... oh, is when Blake is under um, the coercion spell mm-hmm. or whatever and he comes to the safe house that they're in and right after everything happens and you know Dawes ends up killing Blake and whatever uh and they're in the hospital and Sandow just agrees super quickly to letting Alex pass all of her classes and like saying mm-hmm. that there's going to be penalties but there's nothing serious because Lethe needs the societies and their funding and la 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 right yeah. I was like hmm, why are you being mm-hmm. so nice all of a sudden yeah. Last time it was victim blaming that a random girl got attacked by a fucking gluma, whatever the fuck that is, right? And mm-hmm. now it's, yes, you're right. I haven't been taking care of my students. Mm. See, Sus. I felt like that at that moment, I was almost like, oh, okay, maybe it isn't Sandow because oh. <laughs> I felt like, no, because I felt like he kind of showed he was, or he tried to show that he was ashamed, actually, and he mm. was like, you were right. And I was doing this for the money, which is kind of what Alex's theory was. Right. Was like, oh, Sandow is hurting for money and it's a funding year. And he kind of admitted enough, like in that moment, like he admitted enough wrongdoing where I was like, okay, maybe that is all the wrong he did. Mm. I was still skeptical, but I was like, in that moment, I think I faltered in my like, it's definitely Sandow. Yeah. What did you um what did you think when North uh lets Alex know that he couldn't find any of the women and girls that she mentioned on a list on the other side of the veil? Um I had no idea. Cause there was a part of me that was like, huh, right? Like maybe they are reborn and it was it's Alex. She is one of the yeah, yeah. I think I did have a thought of like <laughs> they're all the same person and they're reborn in different fonts. some yeah exactly <laughs> and Alex is going to be the next one right and we were close <laughs> sort of yeah or sort of we were in the right direction yeah ended up at the wrong location <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, I like the concept that they have of like the coins of compulsion mm-hmm. um. 
And I, I, I think in a lot of times when there's a magic system that has something like this where you can, you know, kind of make a wish and this is going to happen for you, right? Um, that they only show the positive sides of that, like when it's working on the in the favor of the the main character, protagonist. yeah, the protagonist. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was interesting that they have like that other drug tab thing the other side of the purple, coin right oh, the, yeah. uh, oh shit that, you are using your whole brain today aren't you? i'm not so um, <laughs> you're sick you have an excuse <laughs> but like they show right how if you put power that's almost that's really hard to control in the hands of greedy white men and fraternities right they children will, they will abuse it yeah uh, and I thought that was that was obviously is like a metaphor for the real real world, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't necessarily need a, a compulsion based um, mm-hmm. substance to to gain that kind of abusive power, right? Right. And, and I think that that was an interesting thing we got to see. Like, and it's a moment where Alex is like, "What the fuck are these societies doing by putting yeah. this much stuff, this much power and capability in our hands when we are 19 and 20 like even she well because she went to the um the house that had it was meridy right the drug yeah, that did meridy, the purple mm-hmm. yeah um she went to the house because she was like hey uh excuse me why the fuck is something that you have now in the hands of uh this asshole dude who was using it to uh sa women yeah um and he was like oh shit i don't know here but if you're gonna go figure it out let me yeah. give you this thing that's in a little urn <laughs> on our mantle and it'll just they'll give you whatever answers you need and she's like why do you just have this sitting around yeah. in your common room like what the fuck even she was like and she said something like that too and he was like um he said something and then she, he was like oh. so you don't want it and she was like no, I do, but if I ever find out you use it on me, I'm going to burn this house down. Yeah. <laughs> I Oh, I did, like, like even though she wasn't, like, the unhinged, I don't give a fuck, like, I'm not even going to try and take care of myself. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't go down that route. She did kind of start to go back into her I don't put up with shit. Yeah. Mode. Yeah. And she, like, kind of terrorized the um, Kate. Ooh, no, it wasn't Kate. Um, the one from yeah, the from Egyptian. the tomb. Yeah, yeah, and she needed to get in there to drown. Yeah, and yeah. She, Alex is so badass. I'm sorry. I know that I was love like, her. Not, that was her slipping a little bit, but I was like, in this moment, <laughs> I loved. Like, I love because the girl was like, "You just can't." And she goes, "Oh, but I can." What do you mean? Yeah. I just can't. Like, You're used I'm to doing people it. Who just can't? Right? Yeah, yeah but, but I can. <laughs> I can, and I'm doing it right now. Like, yeah. oh. try me. <laughs> She's uh, like, and if and. I swear to God, if you go call someone right now, then I'll come back here and take those little diamond studs out of your ears and have you choke on them. I was like, Whoa. no, you know what she said? <laughs> she knew what she said. She was like, I'll knock your teeth in. And she goes, but you'll go to jail. And she goes, yeah, I'll be in jail, but you'll still like look like an ugly bitch, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so like, whatever. <laughs> oh, I just love her. And Pammy afterward was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And then the way she dealt with Blake. I yeah, was like, oh my god, because and yes. she kept saying he has a shit eating grin, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. I love this. 
is. And then Eat when she goes shit. back to her, her roommates and stuff and they see the video and they're like, how did you do that? And she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> what, yeah. what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I also thought it was a little symbolic that um, the her roommate who was essayed by Blake and them, her name mm-hmm. is Mercy. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. I was like, okay. I, yep. I, I liked that, like, everything in this book w- had a purpose. Yeah. There wasn't any extra shit that wasn't really necessary, you know? Right. Um, And then, of course, right at the ending, Bellbaum just really casually kills Sandow <laughs> and eats yeah. his soul. Uh, and you get the reveal, like, I'm going to eat you too, little child, right? And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then I like that Alex has this moment where the thing that she's pushed away her whole life, right, seeing the greys and having a connection with the greys is something that she has quite literally tried to avoid her whole life. And now there's this moment where she calls to the missing, she calls to the lost, and she brings, like, an army of these greys to... She raises the army of the dead, Yeah, literally. Which, um... Okay, I will say Leigh Bardugo must like this because she does this <laughs> with another character in another in the Grishaverse. So, okay. but I, I like, I mean, different, right? But same idea. Yeah. Um, but I just liked that her life kind of came full circle in this moment. She's like, this mm-hmm. thing that I feared my entire life is now the only thing that can get me out of this situation. I am now and, the thing to be feared. Yeah. And not only like, the thing that had control over me for so many years, I am now going to control. Yeah. I just yeah. think that was crazy. And then, Even, you know, we learn that Alex, hint, hint, is also capable of whatever Bell Bomb was capable of. Right. Because she can pull them in. She can, you know, she knows that if she, she acknowledges that if she ever, you know, went a little cuckoo, that yeah. she could do what Bell Bomb did too. So and I wonder if also, that's kind of foreshadowing, which makes me nervous. Yeah, I think, though, the the thing is, is, like, she'd have to find someone else like her to consume. Right. To create that well, nexus. She's in Lethe. I think that wouldn't be the hardest thing in the world. That's true. If Lethe is still going to kind of exist after this, I don't So are we really going to see... I hope we don't see a main character become the villain. Yeah. Unless, you know... I'm still sore from Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, like... I could see her become the villain in the sense where she tears the whole system down because mm-hmm. because that's that would be being the good guy, yeah. Essentially, um, but being yeah. So I think okay. I did really really um, quickly just want to say this quote from the Blake Keeley incident. Okay, that like really made me feel good for some reason. Mm-hmm. It was the. Um, because the video would still be out there and Blake Keeley was rich and beautiful and beloved and there was a big difference between things being fair and things being set right. Mm-hmm. And I like, ha, I just... I think that's her whole thing. That's her whole thing. Yeah. It really is. That sums her up pretty well. Is like, And that's kind of what happened with Heli and in yeah. the um, Ground Zero house. Yeah. It was like, okay, there's fair and there's... I'm going to right these wrongs. And there was somewhere else too... It was went after the shit eating video mm-hmm. <laughs> posted, and Mercy was like, "You know how they say two wrongs don't make a right? Mm, yeah, they're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> I does. loved, I loved her roommates. I hope we see more of them in the next book yeah. because I thought they were very fun. Yes, and they all were very funny. And like yes. you know, we see this side of Alex that's like a total badass bitch, right? And right. then like she goes home, and her roommates are like, "You weren't gonna wear that lipstick anyways. <laughs> like, yeah, I stole it from you." <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, the last like line of the book is like so who's ready to go to hell <laughs> right <laughs> fucking cool like I'm, I'm excited to see more darlington hopefully and i'm excited Thank to you. see what comes of the next book um did you have well i i see you put your favorite lines of the book pages in there so what yes were they? because i so because i marked a f- quite a few things so before we started recording i went in and i was like okay what were my favorite ones of the things i did mark up gotcha. so here's the thing i don't pull out my little stickies very often unless I start reading a book and I'm like okay this warrants a sticky and then I will have stickies next to me yeah the whole rest of the time and this was one of those books okay all right I Love had that. some I needed did you use so, the dark academia colored ones? I did hell yeah I me too did indeed okay um on 227 okay this is from Darlington's perspective Danny spent most of his time at the museum or in his room with the door locked. Lost in books, he consumed like a flame-eating air, trying to stay alight. Mm. I love Darlington. I And then in a similar... Because, like, it also kind of... Even though Alex had it much worse, he also did not have the easiest um, yeah. upbringing. And so, like, I thought that was... it Through some of his, like... POVs, you kind of started to see the similarities between him and Alex. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like he was kind of miserable and he was trying, he was grasping on things to like stay lit up essentially. Right. And then um, pretty soon after that, it was like his parents came back and um, Danny bolted the doors and refused to let them in. They'd made the mistake of teaching him mm-hmm. he could survive. Yes. And I was like, Yep. That's the same thing with Alex. It's like she learned she could survive and so she was like okay, now I don't need Len or whatever and all of that. So Yeah. Um, um oh, hang on. I have I, I want I want to say one more. Okay. Last one. Oh, I I like this one. This was when her mom came and Mercy hmm. cuz Mercy called her mom. Um, and it was maybe good things were the same as bad things. Sometimes you just had to let them happen. Mm. I loved that. And I loved that she was like, how did you find me here? And Mercy was like, well, I followed you a few times. You were mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> you can't blame me. Like, you. Uh, one of mine is on page 101. Um, mm-hmm. Darlington and Alex. Darlington. Chills shook him and he tried to control the tremors th- that quaked through his body I class profanity with declarations yeah. of love, best used sparingly and only when whole- wholeheartedly meant. And I was like, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I also man? marked that one. Uh, Wait, yeah. I think we also, we never mentioned the sexual tension oh, between yeah. Darlington and Alex. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I uh, Yes, you're right. Um, where he, like, essentially gets on his hands and knees under trying the, to do, worship her. Yeah, trying to worship in all senses of the word. <laughs> um, and he's just like, what is that line? It's so famous to all over the internet where he's like, like, let me, I don't remember. Fuck. Oh, shit. Now I want to know what it is. I bet but, I have it marked. <laughs> okay. You go find it and I'm going to talk a little bit more. Sure. But um, so that and then also, because she, and she played it off so well. She was like, Okay, he was drugged. Not his fault. Yeah. But he had a raging erection. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I love this. Um, and then, because, like, in that, it was just such a, I mean, it was the drugs. 
but it also wasn't the drugs. And I think he also knew that was like he saw her power and he saw how powerful and like magnificent she was in that moment. And then she takes him back to um, his house, Black Elm. Yeah. House. And they sleep in the same bed because she's like watching over him. But then they wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and he has her hand he has his hand on, on her, her nipples yes on her nipples and, and, and she's like wake up and fuck me or cut that out darling yeah <laughs> i love them i found the spot i found the spot okay okay let's, um, let's he could feel his body quaking felt dampness on his lips touched his hand to his face and realized his nose had started to bleed darlington alex's voice and the mirror and in the mirror, he saw her, but she looked the same. She was still Queen Mab. No, this time she really was Queen Mab. Night ebbed and flowed around her in a cape of glittering stars above the oil black sheaf of her hair. A constellation glowed, a wheel, a crown. Her eyes were black, her mouth the dark red of overripe cherries. He could feel her power churning around her, through her. What are you? He whispered, but he didn't care. He went to his knees, and this is what he'd been waiting for. Ah, said Lake. Land Kahi? I don't know. Approaching. Yeah. An acolyte at heart. In the mirror, he saw himself a knight with a bowed head offering mm-hmm. his service, a sword in his hand, a sword in his back. He felt no pain, only the ache in his heart. Choose me. There were tears on his cheeks, even as he felt n- the shame of it. She was no one, a girl who had lucked into a gift, who had done nothing to earn it. She was his queen. Darlington, she said, but it was not his true name any more than Alex was hers. If only she would choose him. If only she would let him. Ugh. And then she bites ah! his ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and says, Darlington, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm, my God. I'm so excited for hopefully more Darlington content in the next book. Yes. He is quite literally, like, we just got a taste. Yeah. Um, and uh, predictably, my favorite line from the book, I think, was uh, the white kids still thought she was Mexican and the Mexican kids yeah. still thought she was white, but she was doing okay in class. She had people to eat with at lunchtime. She had a friend named Megan who invited her over to watch movies and to eat bowls of sugary named brand cereals shimmering with artificial colors. I just love her. I loved her whole character. I loved how her character was written. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing. So yeah. Labor Dugo. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she went to Yale. Yeah, I don't know where she's from, but yeah, she was born I in think... Israel. Oh, okay, yeah, That's cool. Um, but she, because <laughs> so Alex is from California, and she said Cali. She <laughs> and we've talked about this. People from California don't call it Cali. Yeah, I'm like, well, you clearly grew up on the East Coast. That's fine. You yeah. did a great job describing Yale and New Haven. However. Yeah. <laughs> Someone from California doesn't call it Cali. Please. I know. This, yeah. is, I, this is just such a, a, a peeve for me. Yeah. That's so, so funny. I had to make note of that because I was just like, that That gave you away. That really, That's it's funny. which is fine. That wasn't very important. So it's okay. But yeah, like the people from California, we know. Uh, all right. <sighs> Do you have a song? Because I didn't. I think I thought I was going to and then I forgot. Uh, I, I was trying to think of one, like a good dark Two academia ghosts. one. <laughs> no, that's too like lovey dovey. Um, maybe like meet me in the hall. <laughs> now I'm in Harry Styles mode. Like meet me in the hallway. Um, <laughs> from the dining table. What are the True. sad ones? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I also 
any dark academia, I just immediately go to Achilles Come Down. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, that's just so for the song of Achilles, but like this, maybe work know, song like... cozier. Oh yeah, that could fit. I feel like that might fit for later in the series when yeah. they actually You're have right. more romance between them, because right. that is also such a deeply romantic song. Yeah, and romance just took such a Back was burner. not a yeah yeah it was not the oh also can we can I maybe try and call. Pammy and agent or um, police t- person Turner. Police person. <laughs> Detective. 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 That's it. <laughs> uh, that's a good point, actually. I could see it. Because he's one of too. the. And I, I kind of. It was interesting having like the a police as like a good guy. But I also <laughs> loved that Alex was also very wary of him because he was police. Yeah. But um, she was also like, I think he might be a good one. Right. Um, which is also kind of interesting being written, um, mm-hmm. but because I don't personally think a lot of police are the good ones, but yeah, I did we're like a cab in this household. <laughs> yeah, we're a cab in this household, but I did like Turner. I think I liked Turner too. I liked what he stood for. I think was was yeah. my thing. Like, and how he was like, "You guys are crazy," and then he saw it and he was like, "Okay, okay, uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." What am, uh, I'm still trying to think of a song. I feel like Hosier really suits this album. Like, maybe just his first uh, album. album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that whole thing. <laughs> is Shrike too, like, pretty? But, like, Shrike is, I like, love a Shrike. really... That's my... I just listened to it again yesterday, like, three times in a row while I was driving. Me? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. That was, like, my walking around New York song. When that first yeah. came out. Do you remember when the album first dropped and I came home from work and we both sat on the couch, poured ourselves listened. a glass of wine and listened to it? <laughs> on the Amazon, the um, Alexa. Yeah, I couldn't Amazon say it because it's next to me and it'll talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yes. I remember, uh, and I still, every time I listen to that album, I get, because I think I literally only listened to that album for like the three weeks following its release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so walking to and from work on Absolutely. the subway, anything like that, every time I walked out the door, I had my headphones in and I was listening to that album. Yep. And so I just get such a visceral like feeling <laughs> of being in winter in New York. <laughs> yep. Me too. Ugh. Me too. Uh, okay. Well, let's rate what what did okay. you think? Since I read it first, what'd you think? I'm gonna give it a four point five. Fair, fair rating, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a five because that's how I felt okay. when I first read it, and I think okay, um, I still feel that way. I also think, and this is just me being a dick, but aesthetically, this is one of the prettiest books I think I've ever it seen. It is. It's nice. It's got the matte black with the the glossy and raised. Uh, mm-hmm. snake. snake it's so pretty are yeah. we gonna learn more about a snake i feel like isn't that the symbol of the of lethe house is it uh, i don't know <laughs> I, I, feel... I was under the impression it was i mean i guess Did that would I make, make that sense up? <laughs> i don't know um our final overall rating would be a 4.75 can i say why i gave it a 4.5 oh, and sure. not a 5 go ahead okay Tell me so I did – it took me a little bit longer than normal to get into the book. Like, right off the bat, I was interested. Mm-hmm. I was intrigued. But then I felt like there were some describey parts that I <laughs> wanted to skip. <laughs> okay. Um, 
and it had and I think it's just because I've been reading the funny witty romances recently Mm -hmm. and so like there were just some describey parts so I think what I'm thinking is whenever the second book comes out Mm-hmm. I'll reread this before and, and you'll read the describey parts <laughs> and I'll read the describey parts and okay. maybe then I'll be like okay this is a five I think it's very funny you brought this up because this has been an argument on Twitter for the past week mm-hmm. where like somebody was like uh I can't believe some of y'all really waste your time and read the big paragraphs in <laughs> fantasy books and everybody was like what's the point of reading the book if you're gonna skip the parts and the whole the whole was up in arms over this and I was just like read how you want to read I really don't care as I long think... as you aren't mad that you missed something because yeah, you didn't read it true. like I don't care no complaining <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I think I I skipped some of the describey parts sure. I, I feel like I'm like I can gauge when it's important and mm-hmm. when I really like for the plot and when it's just like backstory like uh, I think I liked Darlington but I skipped a lot of his like backstory describey okay. parts so i was just like mm, i want to get to more sexual tension between him and alex even though there I'm wasn't dead. anymore yeah you were but sorely disappointed i was like where looking for the quotation marks but it's fine Mood. uh okay i think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode before we part we just like to say thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode i encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you are listening on if applicable if you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode please feel free to join our hardcover hose discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well as always i am sam dixon I'm Sammy Scorstead. Uh, and this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next books on our to-be-read list are If You Come Softly and Behind You by Jacqueline Woodson. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.